<laughs> Francis, it does my old eyes good to see a priest so manifestly unprosperous as you. Well, I walked most of the way in the rain. I'm afraid I got a little wet. Too rebellious even to use an umbrella, eh? <laughs> Go over to the fire. I'll get you something warm. I'm not yet properly accustomed to my new dignity. I ought to ring and command some of the fine vintages used by all the bishops one reads about. <laughs> this is only whiskey. But then we're only Scotsmen, aren't we? <laughs> well, don't look so scared, boy. Sit down. Thank you. Sit down. Under these bishops' robes, there still beats the heart of McNabb, the master fisherman. Remember? <laughs> well, here. Here it is. You've had a pretty thin time of it, haven't you, Francis? Thin's the kindest possible word for it, Your Lordship. Failure might be closer to the facts. Mm. Well, now, let's see. You've had two curacies since Holywell. At the first, Shalesley, you insisted upon establishing a dance hall. It was a recreation center, Your Lordship. There was a desperate need of it. If you could have seen the poverty and destitution of those people. At any rate, there was a rather serious disagreement between you and your superior. You were then transferred to Tynecastle, to your home. There, your closest personal association was with an atheist. Willie Tullock. He's a doctor now, as his father was when he saved my life. Willie's my oldest and dearest friend and one of the kindest men I've ever known. <laughs> Atheists have reason to be kind. Then Father Fitzgerald. He found you argumentative and frequently guilty of unorthodox doctrine. Nothing I did seemed pleasing to him. Just to Almighty God, eh? Certainly he cannot be too pleased with me. Now, Father's house, there's so many mansions. Surely there's room for me. I've tried so hard, believe me, and failed so miserably. Am I so ill-equipped to give what's in my heart to give? It's strange. When I was a little boy, I... I imagined it was not in the least difficult to be a priest. That they were all infallibly perfect. And now you've discovered how frighteningly human we are. Hmm? Oh, to me, you have never been a failure. And I think you never will be. Oh, thank you, Your Lordship. But don't ask me why. I'm sure I couldn't say. Perhaps it's because I've always been partial to the stray cat who comes stalking down the aisle when everyone is yawning their heads off at a dull sermon. You're like that cat in a way. I haven't been able to take my eyes off you. And I can't help thinking you're in the church, not by chance, but for a reason. You can do with some cheering up, so I'll risk giving you a swelled head. You've got inquisitiveness and tenderness. You're sensible of the difference between thinking and doubting. You feel an excitement about your work that'll keep it from ever becoming routine. You'll never become what I call an ecclesiastic mechanic. No. I don't want ye ever to change. You understand, of course, I say these nice things to you because I want you to do something for me. And you've made it impossible for me to say anything but yes, Your Lordship. That's why I've been made a bishop. Now, this will call for great personal sacrifice. It'll mean a long period of training in language, customs, procedure. It'll not be an easy life. 
No, not a safe one. But I believe sincerely it is the life for you. The Society for the Propagation of the Faith has asked me to supply a volunteer missionary for China. Will you go? China? It'll mean leaving far behind you everything that is near to you now. Your home, your friends, Aunt Polly. Judy. Judy? Yes, Nora's little girl. She means a great deal to me. Of course. I'll be happy to go, your lordship. I knew you would. And you'll be a credit to both of us. Come to see me again before you leave. We'll pray for you. Thank you, your lordship. Francis, it does my old eyes good to see a priest so manifestly unprosperous as you. Well, I walked most of the way in the rain. I'm afraid I got a little wet. Too rebellious even to use an umbrella, eh? <laughs> Go over to the fire. I'll get you something warm. I'm not yet properly accustomed to my new dignity. I ought to ring and command some of the fine vintages used by all the bishops one reads about. <laughs> This is only whiskey. But then we're only Scotsmen, aren't we? <laughs> well, don't look so scared, boy. Sit down. Thank you. Sit down. Under these bishops' robes, there still beats the heart of McNabb, the master fisherman. Remember? <laughs> well, here. Here it is. You've had a pretty thin time of it, haven't you, Francis? Thin's the kindest possible word for it, your lordship. Failure might be closer to the facts. Mm. Well, now, let's see. You've had two curacies since Holywell. At the first, Shalesley, you insisted upon establishing a dance hall. It was a recreation center, your lordship. There was a desperate need of it. If you could have seen the poverty and destitution of those people... At any rate, there was a rather serious disagreement between you and your superior. You were then transferred to Tynecastle, to your home. There, your closest personal association was with an atheist. Willie Tullock. He's a doctor now, as his father was when he saved my life. Willie's my oldest and dearest friend and one of the kindest men I've ever known. <laughs> Atheists have reason to be kind. Then Father Fitzgerald. He found you argumentative and frequently guilty of unorthodox doctrine. Nothing I did seem pleasing to him. Just to Almighty God, eh? Certainly, he cannot be too pleased with me. Now, Father's house, there's so many mansions. Surely there's room for me. I've tried so hard, believe me, and failed so miserably. Am I so ill-equipped to give what's in my heart to give? It's strange. When I was a little boy, I, I imagined it was not in the least difficult to be a priest, that they were all infallibly perfect. And now you've discovered how frighteningly human we are. Hmm? Oh, to me, you have never been a failure. And I think you never will be. Oh, thank you, Your Lordship. But don't ask me why. I'm sure I couldn't say. Perhaps it's because I've always been partial to the stray cat who comes stalking down the aisle when everyone is yawning their heads off at a dull sermon. You're like that cat in a way. I haven't been able to take my eyes off you. And I can't help thinking you're in the church, not by chance, but for a reason. 
you can do with some cheering up, so I'll risk giving you a swelled head. You've got inquisitiveness and tenderness. You're sensible of the difference between thinking and doubting. You feel an excitement about your work that'll keep it from ever becoming routine. You'll never become what I call an ecclesiastic mechanic. No. I don't want ye ever to change. You understand, of course, I say these nice things to you because I want you to do something for me. And you've made it impossible for me to say anything but yes, Your Lordship. That's why I've been made a bishop. Now, this will call for great personal sacrifice. It'll mean a long period of training in language, customs, procedure. It'll not be an easy life. No, not a safe one. But I believe sincerely it is the life for you. The Society for the Propagation of the Faith has asked me to supply a volunteer missionary for China. Will you go? China? It'll mean leaving far behind you everything that is near to you now. Your home, your friends, Aunt Polly. Judy. Judy? Yes, Nora's little girl. She means a great deal to me. Of course. I'll be happy to go, Your Lordship. I knew you would. And you'll be a credit to both of us. Come to see me again before you leave. We'll pray for you. Thank you, Your Lordship. Oh, oh, oh. Francis, it does my old eyes good to see a priest so manifestly unprosperous as you. Well, I walked most of the way in the rain. I'm afraid I got a little wet. Too rebellious even to use an umbrella, eh? <laughs> Go over to the fire. I'll get you something warm. I'm not yet properly accustomed to my new dignity. I ought to ring and command some of the fine vintages used by all the bishops one reads about. <laughs> this is only whiskey. Then we're only Scotsmen, aren't we? Well, don't look so scared, boy. Sit down. Thank you. Sit down. Under these bishops' robes, there still beats the heart of McNabb, the master fisherman. Remember? <laughs> well, here. Here it is. You've had a pretty thin time of it, haven't you, Francis? Thin's the kindest possible word for it, Your Lordship. Failure might be closer to the facts. Mm. Well, now, let's see. You've had two curacies since Holywell. At the first, Shalesley, you insisted upon establishing a dance hall. It was a recreation center, Your Lordship. There was a desperate need of it. If you could have seen the poverty and destitution of those people... At any rate, there was a rather serious disagreement between you and your superior. You were then transferred to Tynecastle, to your home. There, your closest personal association was with an atheist. Willie Tullock. He's a doctor now, as his father was when he saved my life. Willie's my oldest and dearest friend and one of the kindest men I've ever known. <laughs> Atheists have reason to be kind. Then Father Fitzgerald. He found you argumentative and frequently guilty of unorthodox doctrine. Nothing I did seemed pleasing to him. Just to Almighty God, eh? Certainly, he cannot be too pleased with me. Now, Father's house, there's so many mansions. Surely there's room for me. I've tried so hard, believe me. 
and failed so miserably. Am I so ill-equipped to give what's in my heart to give? It's strange. When I was a little boy, I, I imagined it was not in the least difficult to be a priest, that they were all infallibly perfect. And now you've discovered how frighteningly human we are. Hmm? Oh, to me, you have never been a failure. And I think you never will be. Well, thank you, Your Lordship. But don't ask me why. I'm sure I couldn't say. Perhaps it's because I've always been partial to the stray cat who comes stalking down the aisle when everyone is yawning their heads off at a dull sermon. You're like that cat in a way. I haven't been able to take my eyes off you. And I can't help thinking you're in the church, not by chance, but for a reason. You can do with some cheering up, so I'll risk giving you a swelled head. You've got inquisitiveness and tenderness. You're sensible of the difference between thinking and doubting. You feel an excitement about your work that'll keep it from ever becoming routine. You'll never become what I call an ecclesiastic mechanic. No. I don't want ye ever to change. You understand, of course, I say these nice things to you because I want you to do something for me. Well, you've made it impossible for me to say anything but yes, Your Lordship. That's why I've been made a bishop. Now, this will call for great personal sacrifice. It'll mean a long period of training in language, customs, procedure. It'll not be an easy life. No, not a safe one. But I believe sincerely it is the life for you. The Society for the Propagation of the Faith has asked me to supply a volunteer missionary for China. Will you go? China? It'll mean leaving far behind you everything that is near to you now. Your home, your friends, Aunt Polly. Judy. Judy? Yes, Nora's little girl. She means a great deal to me. Of course. I'll be happy to go, Your Lordship. I knew you would. And you'll be a credit to both of us. Come to see me again before you leave. We'll pray for you. Thank you, Your Lordship. Francis, it does my old eyes good to see a priest so manifestly unprosperous as you. Well, I walked most of the way in the rain. I'm afraid I got a little wet. Too rebellious even to use an umbrella, eh? <laughs> Go over to the fire. I'll get you something warm. I'm not yet properly accustomed to my new dignity. I ought to ring and command some of the fine vintages used by all the bishops one reads about. <laughs> This is only whiskey. But then we're only Scotsmen, aren't we? <laughs> well, don't look so scared, boy. Sit down. Thank you. Sit down. Under these bishops' robes, there still beats the heart of McNabb, the master fisherman. Remember? <laughs> well, here. Here it is. You've had a pretty thin time of it, haven't you, Francis? Thin's the kindest possible word for it, Your Lordship. Failure might be closer to the facts. Mm. Well, now, let's see. You've had two curacies since Holywell. At the first, Shalesley, 
You insisted upon establishing a dance hall. It was a recreation center, Your Lordship. There was a desperate need of it. If you could have seen the poverty and destitution of those people... At any rate, there was a rather serious disagreement between you and your superior. You were then transferred to Tynecastle, to your home. There, your closest personal association was with an atheist. Willie Tullock. He's a doctor now, as his father was when he saved my life. Well, he's my oldest and dearest friend and one of the kindest men I've ever known. <laughs> Atheists have reason to be kind. Then Father Fitzgerald. He found you argumentative and frequently guilty of unorthodox doctrine. Nothing I did seemed pleasing to him. Just to Almighty God, eh? Certainly he cannot be too pleased with me. Now, Father's house, there's so many mansions. Surely there's room for me. I've tried so hard, believe me. And failed so miserably. Am I so ill-equipped to give what's in my heart to give? It's strange. When I was a little boy, I, I imagined it was not in the least difficult to be a priest. That they were all infallibly perfect. And now you've discovered how frighteningly human we are. Hmm? Oh, to me, you have never been a failure. And I think you never will be. Well, thank you, Your Lordship. But don't ask me why. I'm sure I couldn't say. Perhaps it's because I've always been partial to the stray cat who comes stalking down the aisle when everyone is yawning their heads off at a dull sermon. You're like that cat in a way. I haven't been able to take my eyes off you. And I can't help thinking you're in the church, not by chance, but for a reason. You can do with some cheering up, so I'll risk giving you a swelled head. You've got inquisitiveness and tenderness. You're sensible of the difference between thinking and doubting. You feel an excitement about your work that'll keep it from ever becoming routine. You'll never become what I call an ecclesiastic mechanic. No. I don't want ye ever to change. You understand, of course, I say these nice things to you because I want you to do something for me. Well, you've made it impossible for me to say anything but yes, Your Lordship. That's why I've been made a bishop. Now, this will call for great personal sacrifice. It'll mean a long period of training in language, customs, procedure. It'll not be an easy life. No, not a safe one. But I believe sincerely it is the life for you. The Society for the Propagation of the Faith has asked me to supply a volunteer missionary for China. Will you go? China? It'll mean leaving far behind you, everything that is near to you now. Your home, your friends, Aunt Polly. Judy. Judy? Yes, Nora's little girl. She means a great deal to me. Of course. I'll be happy to go, Your Lordship. I knew you would. And you'll be a credit to both of us. Come to see me again before you leave. We'll pray for you. Thank you, Your Lordship. <laughs> Francis, it does my old eyes good to see a priest so manifestly unprosperous as you. Well, I walked most of the way in the rain. I'm afraid I got a little wet. Too rebellious even to use an umbrella, eh? <laughs> Go over to the fire. I'll get you something warm. 
I'm not yet properly accustomed to my new dignity. I ought to ring and command some of the fine vintages used by all the bishops one reads about. <laughs> this is only whiskey. But then we're only Scotsmen, aren't we? Well, don't look so scared, boy. Sit down. Thank you. Sit down. Under these bishops' robes, there still beats the heart of McNabb, the master fisherman. Remember? <laughs> well, here. Here's tears. You've had a pretty thin time of it, haven't you, Francis? Thin's the kindest possible word for it, your lordship. Failure might be closer to the facts. Mm. Well, now, let's see. You've had two curacies since Holywell. At the first, Shalesley, you insisted upon establishing a dance hall. It was a recreation center, your lordship. There was a desperate need of it. If you could have seen the poverty and destitution of those people. At any rate, there was a rather serious disagreement between you and your superior. You were then transferred to Tynecastle, to your home. There, your closest personal association was with an atheist. Willie Tullock. He's a doctor now, as his father was when he saved my life. Well, he's my oldest and dearest friend and one of the kindest men I've ever known. Atheists have reason to be kind. Then Father Fitzgerald. He found you argumentative and frequently guilty of unorthodox doctrine. Nothing I did seem pleasing to him. Just to Almighty God, eh? Certainly he cannot be too pleased with me. My father's house, there's so many mansions. Surely there's room for me. I've tried so hard, believe me, and failed so miserably. Am I so ill-equipped to give what's in my heart to give? It's strange. When I was a little boy, I, I imagined it was not in the least difficult to be a priest, that they were all infallibly perfect. And now you've discovered how frighteningly human we are. Hmm? <laughs> to me, you have never been a failure. And I think you never will be. Well, thank you, Your Lordship. But don't ask me why. I'm sure I couldn't say. Perhaps it's because I've always been partial to the stray cat who comes stalking down the aisle when everyone is yawning their heads off at a dull sermon. You're like that cat in a way. I haven't been able to take my eyes off you. And I can't help thinking you're in the church, not by chance, but for a reason. You can do with some cheering up, so I'll risk giving you a swelled head. You've got inquisitiveness and tenderness. You're sensible of the difference between thinking and doubting. You feel an excitement about your work that'll keep it from ever becoming routine. You'll never become what I call an ecclesiastic mechanic. No. I don't want you ever to change. You understand, of course, I say these nice things to you because I want you to do something for me. Well, you've made it impossible for me to say anything but yes, Your Lordship. That's why I've been made a bishop. Now, this will call for great personal sacrifice. It'll mean a long period of training in language, customs, procedure. It'll not be an easy life. No, not a safe one. But I believe sincerely it is the life for you. The Society for the Propagation of the Faith has asked me to supply a volunteer missionary for China. Will you go? China? It'll mean leaving far behind you everything that is near to you now. 
home, your friends, Aunt Polly. Judy. Judy? Yes, Nora's little girl. She means a great deal to me. Of course. I'll be happy to go, your lordship. I knew you would. And you'll be a credit to both of us. Come to see me again before you leave. We'll pray for you. Thank you, your lordship. 